previously on Follow the Leader. Today we're playing I'm Sorry, Did You Say Street Magic? by Caro Surgeon. For those of you who are new to this game, here are the basics. I'm sorry, did you say street magic? <laughs> I can't help it. I want to do it every time. <laughs> I love how proud of yourself you were. <laughs> I'm sorry, did you say street magic is a city building story game. We take turns exploring our city. By the end of the game, we will have created a place that none of us could have imagined alone. Our agenda as players is to create a vibrant and multifaceted city, to fill that city with life and personality, and to expand on each other's ideas together. I'm Mac. You can find me on Twitter at Citadel of Swords. Oh, uh, hi. I'm Caro. You can find me at C Excursion, spelled S-E-A Excursion, uh, on Twitter, Patreon, and itch.io. Uh, my name is Mab. You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at Little Lady Mab. And hi, I'm Sam. You can find me on Twitter at S-A-K-L-O. So the first part of creating our city is establishing its tone, the color and texture of the setting we want to explore. As a table, let's decide on three adjectives that will set the mood of our city. So it sounds like we're leaning toward, um, is this kinetic, warm, and either bright or airy? Was that correct? Uh, bright. Let's go with bright, bright yeah. Let's go with bright. I have a, I have a pitch, because I feel like we haven't done this in a while on this show. Urban fantasy? Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> We now return to your game already in progress. So we have now gone around the table. Uh, every one of us has contributed to this compass about technology and inventions. Uh, so now we close out this compass by holding an event. After everyone's wandered the city during the current round, the player who first declared the compass finishes the round by creating an event that alters or changes the city in some way. So an event is always connected to a neighborhood landmark or resident. So I'm going to Describe the event in a sentence or two, and then choose a card on the table that I think it kind of most closely relates to. I think I'm interested in something about uh, we've we've explored like we we really sort of started to dig into the plaza a little bit, and I think I'm interested in exploring that a little. How tonally complicated or or interested are we in in complicating the tone of the city? Do we do we want to keep it pretty bright? Do we want to push at that a little bit? How are how are people feeling? I don't mind pushing at it a little bit. Complications are always fun, yeah. Yeah, complicated is good. Okay. Yeah, so in that case, I'm going to create an event that goes with the plaza, and I think that the event is... I think that there are some students in one of the more educational parts of the plaza who are protesting and kind of advocating for 
the dispersal of you know some of the technology that and the magitech that has come up in the plaza to be more widely distributed to the public um so i think that um there's a little bit of a, a student protest going on so i'm just going to write that on this cell um student protest advocating for wider, wider magitech dispersal in the city so now each player gets a chance to respond to this event by taking on a voice of the city um when we do this the players aren't embodying specific residents but the myriad perspectives and viewpoints of the community especially members of the city who might have been impacted by the event so we're going to start with mac and mac as a voice of the city you can either ask a question about the origins implications or repercussions of the event uh, just a rhetorical question state an opinion that some people in the community might hold toward the event uh, or show a consequence of people reacting to it. Uh, that can be about a specific residence or about the community at large. So the event is talking about dispersal of Magitech. Mm -hmm. um, what was the last straw that led to, like, was there a catalyst for this student protest is there like a specific reason why the the students are advocating for wider magitech dispersal or is it just a uh equality equity you know that sort of social justice mm -hmm. i don't know how to phrase uh, this is mac me being like how do i put this mm -hmm. um is that a, a question you're asking me or is that like the rhetorical question that you're asking i think that's the question i'm asking the rhetorical question i'm asking all right yeah so maybe yeah the the catalyst isn't clear in that way in the in the fiction of the world as well mad i'll have an opinion uh i have an opinion um I have you have an opinion an opinion uh so yeah i think hmm the opinion is that it sounds well and great and all, but can we really trust the everyday people to be able to know how to handle this responsibility? Mm. Ugh, I hate rich people. I mm. like how we can all tell it's like that's a rich person opinion. <laughs> can we can we like really think that they know what they're doing? Do do they think? Okay, Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> we get it, Carrie. <laughs> Carrie would be one of those magic tech people. All right. I'm going to say a consequence of this is that there's a, a wider spread acknowledgement that I think from academics who had never before, like, thought about the fact that not everybody did have access to the magic tech. You know, people who were privileged in rich people mm -hmm. are became come to a better a slightly better understanding that there is even an, an equality equity difference to be addressed in a way that they hadn't had to really reckon with before this mm -hmm. is that consequence is that very abstract or is there like a, a tangible kind of moment um there's lots of think pieces there's a lot mm. of there's a lot of think pieces being written in the, during this time, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of, like, BuzzFeed articles and 
you know twitter threads video essays Mm -hmm. the youtubers are all (laughs) over it a lot of people get canceled during this (laughs) for for you're uh we're knocking a little bit too close to home again (laughs) sorry you're not, you're not wrong. I'm just like, goddamn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we t- start talking about protests. I'm like, okay, well, you know, humans is the same. J.K. Rowling comes out as a turf again. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Somehow everyone's surprised. J.K. Rowling comes out as against the sharing mm-hmm. of Magitech. Yeah, Mab. What? Mab. What? Riley and I already killed J.K. Rowling on live stream. That name is not spoken in this house. She who must not be okay. named. sorry sam started it (laughs) you're supposed to be the adult here mab oh that's what that means (laughs) all right all right all right all right um and i think i'm also gonna show a consequence i think some people who are, you know, in support of the protests, they figure out a way to not break into, but toy with the, the Magitech in the the light bulbs, the Edison oh, bulbs no. uh, that are, are glowing. And they just they just change the color. It's, it's like, oh, it's it's, um, <laughs> yeah. it's, you know, it's it's glowing. They, they change it to like a, a green fire uh, in kind of a solidarity. It's like, oh, this is. Just showing, hey, we we support this movement to kind of increase the the equity, and some yeah, some of the the streets are uh, you can you can tell very clearly like oh who is supporting this movement and who is not kind of a- outwardly advocating for it. Uh-huh. Events change the city around them, so at any point during this phase, the the player who declared the event can select a card or cards on the table that they feel have been changed by the circumstances and reflect those changes on the corresponding cards. So I'm going to go into these cards and just add to the true names. Um, I think I'm going to add to Magitech Plaza the additional true name think pieces. <laughs> I, I feel like that's, I feel like that is a very indicative. It's like, oh, this is, yeah, that, that gives us a, a sense of who the plaza is and, and what they're about. And I'm also going to add um green and gold as a tra- as a true name to the eternal flame so now we close out the event uh the player who declared the event is the last player to take on a voice of the city and i think that uh you know events are never monolithic and no single perspective has all of the facts so after this kind of final voice of the city that i've done i'm going to end the event phase by writing another perspective just to show you know we've we've started this event with student protests advocating for wider Magitech, and we're going to close it out, I think, with um, this this question that, that Sam raised about, you know, the realization that there is inequity, and kind of a question of who benefits and who gets to have access to Magitech. Uh, I think I'm, you know, interested in sort of letting that question linger in the air a little bit. Huh? And that's the round. So. How are we? How are we feeling? We we sort of took a rest stop preemptively, but uh, do we do we like the direction that we're going? Uh, is there anything we want to check in about? Ah, I'm good. 
I'm I'm pretty good with what we're going with so far. I feel good. Right. I feel real good. All right. In that case, Mac, the compass is yours. Oh fuck yes! Here we go. I'm so ready. <laughs> I was born mm-hmm. ready. Um, I am going to be extremely stupid. Never. You're not stupid. No, it's it's really good. There we go. That's the compass. And I will read it. I just want to get the reaction from everyone else first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're putting the fantasy in fantastic, except I spelled fantasy with an I. <laughs> uh-huh. You sure yep. did. Which is not... Mm-hmm. That is not indicative of what I'm trying to go for with this compass. It's just to make the joke work. Literally, it's just to make the joke work. Y'all can lean into it if you want. <laughs> I don't feel the need to. Um, so my new residence can be named Brandy with an I. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. Trying to decide if I want to make this a landmark or if I want to make this a. No, I'm going to make this a landmark, and I'm going to put it in the garden, because I can put more than one landmark in a neighborhood. Ha ha. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is the landmark that I had put a pin in in chat earlier. Um, so this landmark is called The Den, and this is the place where the werewolves live. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's go. <laughs> um... Uh, what I what it actually is the true name is where sleeping dogs lie. <laughs> mm, that's very good. Kales, I love you. <laughs> Sorry, MK. Yeah, you're so good. It was really good. I just it just light bulb moment, and I went, oh yes. Um, that's very good. Um, and I think that it's like it's this. So there's this kind of like network it's it's kind of like a little neighborhood inside of the gardens i want it to be i don't i was just like i don't want it to be like a full neighborhood but it's it's like a there's like a series of little i don't want to call them dog houses (laughs) 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 they're not fucking dog houses but it's like maybe that's like more like caves i like it I dig it. That have also been kind of, like, built in, like, people houses, just, like, in, like, rock. And this is... And I think that um, some of these wolves are, like, garden caretakers. Mm. Um, And some of them just like to run around and play in the flowers. Um, <laughs> um yeah. That's, that's me putting werewolves into this city. <laughs> yeah. No, I love it. Is it like a commune? Yeah, I think it's I think it's very communal in a lot of ways. And I don't think that it's necessarily cuz it's all pack, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't think that it's necessarily like like there are like other werewolves living around the city sort of in in different places around the city. Like this isn't like this isn't like the place where the werewolves live. But this is where there's this one of the dominant packs in the city has kind of like taken like taken over like care of these gardens. Um, if people are cool with that. Mm-hmm. And they have just made their home there mm-hmm. also. Um also going to put pack bonded as a true name. To kind of hit that that commune feel. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. 
So that's the den. We're doing a lot of the blank names, which I love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's good. It's good is the thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I like to be like, there are, you know, there are fungal trees and then there is the the fungal tree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. All right. It's my turn. Okay. I'm going to make a landmark in the docks. Mm. And it's going to be a little pub called Siren Song. And... Okay. So, uh, the landmark is a little pub called Siren Song. And the address... Of course it is. (laughs) The address is, there is a hut on the shore for as long as we can remember, where the water is sweet and the ale is crisp. And the true name is Wind Whistling Through Boards Warped with Age and Water. And so it's always just kind of humming and always feels a little bit alive because of that. Is this pub like a, is it a place that, um, you know, only regulars in town go about? Is it like a well-kept secret? Is it, you know, very busy? Um, What's the vibe? I think it's mostly just, there's a lot of outsiders because it's people who come in off the lake. And then it is a lot of fisher, fishermen, fisher folk. And, uh, so it it is, I would say it's, it's a healthy mix, but by and large, there's also just a big number of outsiders, but like outsiders who are familiar because they come in all the time to the docks. Hmm. That makes sense. And Sam, your turn, whatever. Oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> I was drawing something and I got distracted. Um... I'm going to introduce a character, I think, or a resident. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to introduce a character in the docks, and it is a male selkie. Mm-hmm. Let's go! Who is a bartender at Siren Song. Good. I love that. So now I have to do a... We have to do a vignette, right? Is that how this works? Yeah, we just paint just a brief scene of of you know what does it look like with this character when he's in his element yeah uh so i think framing this vignette we've got a scene where our boy ida (laughs) ada ida whatever he is you know standing behind the bar polishing a glass you know as all good bartenders do (laughs) your typical bartender stuff that's all the bartenders mm. do. You know, he's got a beautiful seal skin around his shoulders. He's relatively short. And I'm going to leave it up to you guys to... That's the thing, right? I'm supposed to let you um, guys just sort of... Cause chaos. Yeah, we do the vignette things. Cause chaos, yeah. Ooh, let's all go... Let's have a bar scene. Hey! <laughs> Can we hold on? Hold on a second. I'm gonna open up stew pot. Real I was just quick. like, are we? Tra- I was. I was trying so hard. I'd be like, I can't make the pub a boat like they did in Friends of the Table for stew pot. <laughs> but it was there for a hot moment. But you could. Let me open up stew pot real quick because there is a mini game for mixing drinks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Stew pot is a great game written by our good good friend Takamo Okada. Um. We played it in ARC 32, go listen to it, um, where we actually played this exact game. 
My brain is just like, just shove all of the games into it. Caro, you said Street Magic X Kingdom, and I'm just, now I'm just like, all right. Yes. <laughs> How many layers deep can we go? My mm-hmm. friend and I are like trying to build a project together, and we definitely are using Street Magic and a bunch of other city building games to build out our yeah. city. We haven't started yet, but. A Glass of the Gods. Oh, we also don't have to do this. I just got really excited. No, it's good. I like it. Yeah, I mean, who who else is in this bar? That's Yeah, that's sort of the question yeah. I was sort of throwing it to you guys to figure out, mm-hmm. like, who else is in here? What else is going on in here? I think there's a regular who is, you know, sitting in the corner. This is, um, this, this is a character who is always, you know, spends a lot of time at the bar and... You know, you know those. It's where it's like, oh, this this person kind of sits in the corner, and in you know, pirate fiction, it's like, oh, you don't want to talk to that person; <laughs> they, they mean trouble. I think this is a character who is always present, and everybody knows that they're, you know, when they're sitting in their spot, it's like, oh, this is that's that's their spot. You don't want to, you don't want to mess with them. But nobody really knows what their deal is. Their name is Strider. Yeah, it, brooding brooding loner sitting in the corner. Is, is definitely a regular at, at the Siren Song. I'm just going to lean into FTL Canon and put Soul at the bar. <laughs> Fuck yeah, do it. I'm not playing her, she's just there. She's just there. Because obviously, if there's a bar in this town, any bar in any town in any universe, Soul Hawk is there. You know how there's always a lighthouse and there's always a man? <laughs> yeah. Bioshock. There's always a bar and there's always Soul Hawk. <laughs> So yeah, if y'all want to pull Stewpot, I put the PDF in chat. It's on the game I'm talking about is on page 47. It is up to you, though. We do not have to do this. Um, I guess here's maybe a question that I'm curious about. Um, what are, are there like ingredients at the Siren Song that you can't get, you know, anywhere else in town or in, in, are there, are there specific ingredients or is there a certain type of drink that's like oh this is the cocktail that you come to the siren song for i like that as an idea yeah yeah i like that a lot i think especially a specific cocktail i also think like especially that there there must be some kind of like specific like a bunch of like underwater specific items that you can only get that you can only get like underwater like there's there's a bunch of stuff that like is very much oceanic like this is a thing that you could really only get by diving very deep where like humans can't dive Mm. Mm. honestly i just want to spend time coming up with like what the the lineup of these cocktails is (laughs) valid yeah honestly Um, that might be the thing to do (laughs) mm -hmm. um can i I've, i've got one i think one of ida's specialties is it's a martini but instead of an olive it's a particular type of seaweed from the lake. I love it. That's good. I think also there's like, yeah, it's like a particular type of seaweed or like a particular, there's, there's also, ah, what am I thinking? Uh, Like there's, there's some like weird, like fruity beverages, but that like the fruit is something that you can only get like at the bottom of the lake. Mm. So it's like that mix of, is, is the lake saltwater or freshwater? Freshwater. I feel like it's, whoop. It's fresh water. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Here's another reference corner with Mab. Has anyone played Kentucky Route Zero? Mm-hmm. That uh, the diner that they have in in the Zero, where it's just 
they all have their daily specials based oh, on yeah, the- whatever weird catch Sam has pulled up. I think it was like Sam and Ida actually are the name of the couple that runs the diner. Um, it's just whatever weird catch that they've pulled up from the, the the deep lake that you can't see anything in. And it was just whatever he managed to grab and pull on up. Just like, well, here's today's weird special. Uh, it's mm-hmm. going to be hmm, like cold rockfish soup or something like that. I like that. That's good. Mm. Good shit, good shit, good shit. Yeah. So is Ida, like, also really good at kind of improvisation in that way? Where it's like, oh, there's there's staples, yeah. but there's also... Oh, we, we dragged up this weird fish and nobody knows what it is. Can we drink it? I think, yeah. I think that, that, that Ida's got, like, a particular, like, kind of improv that makes it very evident that they really that that he really knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I guess I might I might switch his pronouns to he they because I I keep sort of thinking of him as like a a non-binary person as well. Yeah, he can be non-binary and use he him pronouns, but yeah, no, you're 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 true. valid. <laughs> true, true, true. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, hundred percent. No, you're right. As someone who is non-binary and sometimes uses binary pronouns to refer to themselves, that's why that's why I said he him and they them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. It's like, I have pronouns for for specific situations and specific people. Mm-hmm. You ever be like that sometimes? We also just know never to refer to you. Oh, yeah. That is true. Extremely valid. I have stopped giving my pronouns at the top of things. I know. I was just kind of like, mm. oh, they didn't do that. But also, it's normally, don't. <laughs> don't refer to me. Mm. Don't speak about me. I do not exist. I don't exist. I really don't. I may be perceived, but never referred to. Anybody else, like, not used to being perceived anymore, either? They're like... Oh, mood. Y'all, I specifically ordered a bi-flag face mask from Etsy to come so that I could wear it to work, because I realized that people are going to think that I'm straight again, and I was like, no, I'm not having that. (laughs) And I told my coworker this, and she looked at me and she said, who thinks you're straight? (laughs) That's yeah, who's going to think you're straight? And Excuse I was me? like, my middle-aged customers, and she was like, I, I mean, yeah, but also, like, I was like, I know, I know. But it's, it's the fine. principle of the matter. Exactly. Yeah, my friends made me a little ace face mask. Little... Aw, nice. Oh, I was like, cute. yay! And now all three of us match. <laughs> Love that. Um, Where were we? Building cocktails. Cocktails, yeah. Mm. I'm redrawing muscles, and I'm just like, wait, what were we doing? <laughs> I'm drawing souls muscles. It's a mood. Mm. I'm still trying to figure out my character's dumb face. Uh, yeah, so I now I have to come up with a, a true name for this character from this. Yeah, I mean, if you have a sense of it from what we've done... Yeah. Hmm. Otherwise, we can kind of keep freewheeling a little bit more. The mixologist. (laughs) I was going to put that down. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) I think so. All right. So now it says the resident is Ida. Got he, him, and they, them pronouns. Selkie mixologist. Deep dives in quiet waters. I love it. Oh, very good. Oh, that's really good. I love that a lot. I'm doing my best. As we all are in these times. Mm-hmm. All right. Guess it's my turn now. Um, I was considering doing a a resident 
in the Siren song, actually. And then I I love Ida. I'm like, oh, I, I, I don't want to, you know, overstep there. But I think what I will do instead is a landmark in the docks. I think one of the things that, you know, is an important part of any city is, um, you know, what what's its cultural scene like? And when you think about culture, it's important to think about uh, what is what is entertainment like? Like, what do people do for fun? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and one of the things that I'm I'm a little bit curious about is, hey, uh, what if there was a, a wrestling ring in the bones of a giant sea monster corpse? Yeah. You know how we feel about bones <laughs> of giant monster corpses? We love them in this house. We love them mm. in this house. Let's go. So this this landmark is, uh, it's known, uh, its full name is the Bones of the Roaring Donnybrook. Um, the 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 Donnybrook yes, is a, what? <laughs> a giant just skeleton of a massive serpent that um somehow ended up falling and or I don't know if it was was defeated or if it just sort of washed up, but it's just a long snake that somehow washed up, and I think it took you know ages, but eventually people figured out how to coil the skeleton to make it into almost a, a coliseum of sorts oh, i love that and uh this is this is you know if you're if you're here for wrestling or you know professional uh performances i think they also use it it's also a little bit of a concert venue at times and it's it's kind of the main arena in the city but uh yeah sometimes you want to if you're if you're looking for a good time you should come down to the donnybrook uh, i think its address is half sunk you can't miss it <laughs> Mmm, good shit. Um, Love it. And uh, its true name, I, I need to figure this out. I think it's, it's you know, it's, it is an arena. It's a concert venue. This is a place where uh, crowds come and they're roaring and cheering. And it's just a, an absolute raucous time. Um, I am trying to figure this out. Uh, all right, yeah. Um, I think its true name is the roar of the crowd and the roar of the sea, and serpentine merchandising. <laughs> yeah. I think there's a lot of um, you know, t-shirts and novelty cups and um, you know, foam fingers that have just sea serpent accoutrement and and decorations. Um. Yeah, I love it. What if a what if a big sea monster just washed up, and you're like, "What do we do with this?" And you, you turn it into architecture. That's some good shit. I love it. Well, I guess that that's a good because that gives me an idea for an event. Mm-hmm. Um. Are you conce? How old are you conceiving? the bones of the roaring Donnybrook to be like how long has that been established it's been around for a while i think okay um, so we could give it uh we could give it a like a golden or a diamond anniversary yeah absolutely yeah um because i want to give it like a golden or a diamond anniversary game
good. Oh, I love that. Very much a, like, open to the public. We got people, like, like standing room on the ground of the Globe Theater sort of shit. Um, like, you want to come here? We're going to make it a fire hazard so that you can come in. Hell yeah. Like, we're, like, we're not turning away anyone <laughs> sort of I deal. I love that. That's my event. Um, where do I put the event? I just, what? Next to or underneath or adjacent to the landmark in, in whatever way works. Okay. So... Is this like a a one night only kind of thing? Is this a week long festival? Uh, I think it's like a three day weekend sort of thing. Mm. Like not to be like it's a convention, but it, yeah. And it's like there's like specific headlining games, so like you can come for like a game that you really really want to see, um, or you can stay for the whole thing and like stake out your spot. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that, and. Um... If I may actually jump in really quickly, I think the way that the Coliseum is set up, it's not just like one coil um, because it's, you know, serpentine um, because it's a giant snake. It's it's coiled around itself in different ways. So there are different arenas and different rings where it's like, oh, you can come to like the really big one in kind of the, the central arena, or you can go to one of the kind of smaller rings off to the side if... Um, you know, there's there's matches and concerts and different things that are all happening kind of at the same time. Yeah. It, so it really is like a convention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a free-to-the-public convention, but for wrestling. <laughs> the best kind of convention. I don't know what... I'm not necessarily... I don't necessarily want to throw a... Like, a, like, we had, like, complication with the previous event. Yeah, we don't need that. I I don't really see the need for one, and I don't really necessarily want one unless someone has a really strong idea about one. There's lines! No, I'm just kidding. It's not anime X. <laughs> Line con! Line party! <laughs> well, um, Voices of the City. Mab, you're, you're kicking us off. Yeah. Um, I think... I think, uh... A consequence, I guess it's not really a consequence as it is like just, you know, it is a, a result or something like that. Um, but now there's going to be colorful like bunting and pennants and posters everywhere, like advertising this and, you know, people trying to, to look for like, oh, come see, like, my little band that's doing a concert on this side stage over here, you know, uh, and there's just, like, it's now a colorful array of, like, paper everywhere, um, between, like, different type, like, paper and fabric, between posters and flags and just, like, every little thing, and it's, like, that whole, like, sense of festivity, but it does feel a little chaotic sometimes. Mm rules but it's a party oh god is it my turn now yeah for a um mm-hmm. a yeah yeah voice of the city doesn't have to be a complication can be a question can be a an opinion can be a consequence either one i think that uh the general opinion of like 
a lot of people is that this fucking rules. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It was a lot. It's a lot of fun. Like, people are pumped about this, like, big wrestling convention event thing. The voice of the city, they're all cheering very loudly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the voice of the city is like, woo! Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> Um, I think it's just, like, good to just have some good fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got a question, which is, uh, did anybody, after the the really late last match night, did anybody else, you know, when you were looking out on on the lake, anybody else see that that shape that that moved that it couldn't have been another Donnybrook? There's only one. It's it's extinct, right? Those things are extinct, (laughs) right? Right? It's fine. <laughs> oh god, is his cousin Molly Brook? <laughs> oh god bless. Oh, so good. Oh boy. <laughs> we'll find out, won't we? Maybe. I also have a voice here, right? Yeah. You you have the last voice and then you get to um you know, close out the event and, and tweak the landmark if you want. Okay, um, I am going to show a consequence, which is that in the days cul- in, in the days following the conclusion of the convention, city sanitation is working overtime. Yeah, mm. and they're like shifting off, and this is like, I think this is, and like a bunch of them are hungover. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, sirens was siren song uh catering. Probably not the sole caterers, but they, you know, they didn't have... But they were serving cocktails. Yeah, I was like, they did not have a quiet night. No, not at all. And I think sanitation is not, like, a lot of them are hungover, and they had a great time, and they're going to be making time and a half off this shit. Like, Mm. they're like, but, you know, there is a, like, there's, there's kind of, like, a public call on whatever city social media looks like to be like, can y'all please clean up after yourselves just for a couple of days? Like, <laughs> just for a second. Can, mm-hmm. we just, can we just pause really quick and just chill? Because we have to pick up so much confetti now. Yeah. <laughs> you ever seen someone clean up after Pride? Oh, God. Mm. Pride in New York? Oh, Sounds like a bad time. I mean, like, it sounds like a good time, but, like, a bad time. Speaking of which, I do have to show y'all the picture that my dad sent me uh, yesterday that he took in New York on Thursday. It's uh, batshit. Um, and then... Oh, and then I have to do, like, the second half. I mean, I think the thing about it is, is that, like, kind of the, like, subconscious aim of having this, like free-to-the-public event that anyone could show up to and have fun at was kind of to, you know, bring the community together a little bit more and, like, help bring people together who wouldn't have been, you know, who wouldn't normally hang out otherwise because of work or whatever else goes on in public life. And I think that it, like, does that because I think, like, Coworkers who like don't see each other except at the office are like they have something to talk about now um because they like bumped into each other at the same event and they went oh you really like this this wrestler oh yeah i really like this wrestler oh hey like and they like 
and there's like more and and it's like something that everyone got to experience together in a way that's like just like kind of re- it, it's like you walk into places and people are like talking to each other and they're happy and they got to like relax for a second and they just had a great time and and it, it it's just like there's just this even like even the people who are working sanitation who are working overtime right now like they're all like chattering to each other about everything that happened at this event like they're like you know they, there's this there's this lightness to the city not that it hasn't been like but it, it it's it's there's this really strong sense of community that has sprung up now that everyone has this one thing that they got to bond over no matter who they were. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. Oh, I can't type. I don't know where I'm typing. All right. So whenever Mab has an idea, I have an idea. Okay. It is with that compass. I spelled it wrong. <laughs> Oh, I thought that was intentional. I was like, oh, we're playing into the eyes again. (laughs) Yes, fashion! As I sit here, draw fashion. Let's talk about fashion! Let's go! Fuck yeah! Mm. What does it look like in this city? So you get to do the first thing in this part, yes? Yes. Mm. I'm still confused about how the game works, but I'm doing my best. (laughs) Um, I I was about to ask if you remembered how microscope worked, and then I realized the answer is probably no, because that game was very absolutely not. That game was very complicated. Yeah, and it was a long time ago that we played it. I only know how it works because I hacked it. <laughs> I mean, same. So you know. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna give us a textile district. Ooh. Damn it! I was gonna do that. Fuck you. Yeah. Well, you know what. <laughs> I'm just longing for the days when I can go wander around the LA Fashion District, because I can't. I miss going fabric shopping. Yeah. Alright. So, the title, let's see. Oh, can we think of something that is a clever pun on sewing? (laughs) Uh, puns are not my strong suit. It's fine. Nah, yeah, me neither. Hmm. Fine, it'll come to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, we should still make sure we name the city at some point. Uh, oh yeah, sure. That's still a thing we gotta do. That should happen at some point. Yeah, I mean mm-hmm. it should. Just make sure we're you know keeping that in the back of our heads. Uh, us name anything ever <laughs> sounds fake to me, but okay. I'm trying to decide if I want to do another the thing. <laughs> okay, so the neighborhood is called braided path um it's a windy little alley known for all types of fabrics and dyes of notions and threads and its true name is a burst and bloom of color very nice very cool love it love it love that very good very good is it really cramped um yeah it's kind of like a narrow little side street but then also because all of the stalls just kind of come out into the street uh, and it just, like, everyone's got bolts of fabric and boxes of buttons and um, spools of ribbons just, like, spilling out all over the place. And it's just, like, it's so hard for them to keep it managed, but it's just kind of, like, it's always a, a, a little a little happy sort of chaos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just Sam. Oh, fifth. Yeah, okay, sorry. Um... <laughs> um hmm. I'm going to introduce another 
landmark into the Twilight Market. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to put um, a little fairy boutique. Like, uh, it's like a magical clothing store. Okay. So, I have put down the fairy boutique, spelled F-A-E-R-I-E, and the fairy spell sell spells and trinkets for aesthetic changes, such as hair dye or length or, like, physical form changes. The true name is Wings and Tails in Bottles and Jars, Glowing Talismans and Two Wide Grins. Cute. Mm. Is this run by a particular... Is there, like, one fairy who everybody knows, oh, this is the person who runs the, the boutique, or is it a collective? I think it's maybe, like, a couple of fairies together run it. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely, like, one fairy's baby. I don't have a particular character made up for mm-hmm. that character yet, but, you know. I think, yeah, it's probably run by one particular person. That makes sense. We can always get there if we introduce a resident. Like that. Um, I think I'm also, in that case, gonna go ahead and introduce a landmark. Um, And I was actually also thinking about Twilight Market, so kind of a fun coincidence, but um, yeah, I think I'm I'm gonna go with Landmark there. The thing about fashion is it's important, you know, you've got to be cognizant not just of what it is that you're wearing, but also who it is that is seeing what you are wearing. And um, I think that when it comes to this city and when it comes to especially Twilight Market in particular, really the the best place to be seen um anybody who's anybody is is going to be seen wearing the latest trends at a club sundown <laughs> i think this is just one of the really just really big nightlife hot spots um it's a nightclub that i think maybe its address it it isn't a hundred percent in the same place all the time. I think it sort of shifts around throughout Twilight Market a little bit. I think uh, for its address, I've, I'm going to put down within the shifting stalls, widely known but still exclusive. Uh, I think this is a space that even if you know, oh, this is where where Club Sundown is, it's still um, there's a certain prestige that comes with having access to it. Yeah, like, knowing how to get there. Yeah, knowing how to get there, and also, you know, they're not just going to let anybody off the street into a, a place that has this much of a reputation. It it kind of sucks in that way, and it's like, okay, this is a, a very flashy place, but it's also a little bit gaudy. And for its true name, I've put Blaring EDM, Wealth and Reputation, gilded gaudiness nice yeah i think it's i mean it's a hot spot but it is it has that kind of tastelessness to it as well but uh if you want to get seen club sundown is the the place to uh be seen certainly mm-hmm. all right y'all i need a good wrestler name i cannot help <laughs> Let me pull up my names list. 
All right, all right. I'm gonna message Brian real quick. <laughs> Just give him a friends at the table name. Yeah, that's a good point. What's the vibe on this wrestler? Are they a, a face, a heel? Oh, um, definitely a heel because that's fun. Um, I need a good gimmick. Hold on. You've got it. It's got to be themed. Yeah. I'm just thinking, like, the most well-dressed heel that <laughs> the, um, the bones of the Sunga Donnybrook has got. That's my resident. You don't think... When you say well-dressed... Like the gentleman, or... Yeah, that's good, actually. It's kind of a heelish name. When I say well-dressed, I don't exactly know what it is that I mean. <laughs> yeah, but there is something that's really funny... About a professional wrestler. In a three-piece suit. <laughs> whose outfit is a three-piece suit, yeah. Yeah, who's not Vince McMahon. Like, what if Tuxedo Mask was shredded? <laughs> <laughs> I was taking a sip of my tea when you said that, and I had to, like, stop so I wouldn't spit it out all over my microphone. That's gonna be the episode title. <laughs> <laughs> I heard the Tuxedo Mask was shredded. I heard he had an APAC. Usagi in the background. <laughs> Tuxedo Matt, actually, she wouldn't say this. Who would? Soicide. Soicide would say this. Tuxedo Mask is a punk ass bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Usagi's the one who's like, I heard the Tuxedo Mask is an idiot. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I'm right, and I should say it. Anyway. It's true. Mm hmm. I am going to put that, that is going to be. The true name. Oh, no, wait, we have to do... <laughs> I mean, you can go ahead and do that. Um... But if someone wants to, ta wants to talk about a match that they, are, that they take part in... I can't stop thinking about Tuxedo Mask is Shredded. <laughs> oh, I'm putting that. But I, I, I do want to highlight this vignette. Did, um, did any of you catch the, the gentleman's match last week? Where um he went up against Izzy Tizzy, like that was a real, that was a fight. That was really impressive. That just made the whole audience go into a tizzy, if you know what I mean. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I I just love. I can't even remember that. What's that move that he does? The um the thing where he like gets up on the ropes and just flings his elbow. Like what? <laughs> God, <laughs> what, what is a, it even? What a move. What about that part where he, um, what's it called? What's it called? Help me out here. I don't know which one we're talking about. The gentleman still? Yeah, yeah. The... Okay, okay. The gentleman uses they, them pronouns. Oh, gotcha. Sorry. Thank you. Um, I realized I didn't say it out loud, so I am saying it out loud now. Um, that one where they, like, they're, yeah, they have, they have, they, like, doff their cap or something like that? What is that yeah. even? They're like, oh, with their little, with their little hat, and it's just. And then they slap someone with it. Izzy Tizzy should take that hat and step on it. Yeah. Wait, step on it? Yeah. You're you're telling me you're a you're a you're a fan of Izzy? Uh yeah. Better than the gentleman. Come on. I don't know about that. I, Izzy I'm... Izzy is a very unpopular face. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, actual Izzy who's listening to the show. <laughs> I don't know. I I just every time the gentleman, you know, pulls their hat out and waves it at the crowd, like mm. I know they're a heel, but I just feel 
It's it's charming. It makes you, know? you feel something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, revulsion. <laughs> I guess we'll have to disagree on that one. I guess I'll meet you in the Donnybrook. <laughs> Name a time and a place. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, what if Tuxedo Mask was shredded, comma, a well-liked heel? <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's a great true name. That's a great I true name. That. Anyway, yeah, that's the gentleman. And I don't think that it's really as important to find, to know who they are outside of the ring. Nope. No. That's them. That's them. They, uh, they got it. It's August, and I just wanted to thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed us, please consider leaving a rating on your podcast platform of choice, telling your friends about us, or tweeting about us using the FTLcast hashtag. We are also part of a nonprofit podcasting guild called Standing Stones Productions. We do a variety of shows, including The Room Where It Happened and Dumb Kids Playing Hero, two actual play shows, and a Steven Universe discussion podcast called Gay Space Rocks. We also do live streams at twitch.tv slash standingstonesprod. You can keep up with everything that we do on Twitter at stones underscore standing. Unfortunately, Standing Stones was already taken. Your support means a lot. Thanks again!